What's up, nerds? And welcome to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you're tuned in and locked in to the 3FN Podcast. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing the brand new Nicholas vs. Nicholas movie, Renfield. But before we can get there, I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. First, he is the man that this past week had one of those once-bitten moments. He didn't know if he was a vampire or if he wasn't a vampire, and we're still not sure, but he has ate a lot of rare fucking steaks. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ron. Once bitten, twice shy. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave that old ass reference too, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Jim Carrey somewhere just, his ears just exploded. <laughs> and of course, the other nerd, he doesn't need an introduction yet. He has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag big natty cool hashtag mad dog strong style hashtag challenge accepted hashtag diesel malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags he is the leader of the minnows gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster he's the man the myth and the legend rolled into one old jolly old ginger bearded feller Ladies and gentlemen, this is Diesel. Much like Dracula, I'm just here for a little sucky sucky. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Don't stop till you get enough. I mean, uh, enough. Uh, Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, oh, hey. Hey, you got to catch it there. Of course, uh, it's been an interesting week, gentlemen. Uh, We'll start with Ron. How has been the week? Uh, Week's been... Yeah, you know, it's been there. Uh, we did not play on Wednesday because uh, due to an emergency. So a week was just work and hanging out. And Thursday we went and saw Renfield. Um, my friend Katie actually showed up too. So that was a plus. It's the first time she's been out in a while. So she enjoyed the movie and all that stuff. So, we, you know, we all had a good time. We all went and got food and, you know, broke bread and did some stuff. And then the weekend came and, you know, shit happens. There you go. Uh, all, all work and no play makes Ron a dull boy. Yeah. Diesel, how's been the week? It's just been an all-work week. I haven't had a day off since the previous Sunday. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, But, yeah, we went and saw the movie Thursday, so that was my little mini break. (laughs) Uh, Friday, though, it was pre-released for March of the Machines here, which we had, I think, 47 players for the 9 o'clock. And then I got out of here around midnight. Saturday, we had nine teams for Two-Headed Giant, so 18 players for that. Got out of here on time, so was home by like 7.30, ate my Arby's, and was asleep by like 8.15. That's when you know you're getting old, yes. I understand that completely. Woke up wide awake at 5 (laughs) a.m., and I wound up taking like a two-hour nap around 8. Got ready, came in, and I worked from open until the close close of this place. So it was an 11-hour shift here. It was weird. All weekend long, I woke up at 4.50 a.m. and was up for like 20 to 30 minutes before yep. I could fall back asleep. I don't know what it was. And then today, when I had to get up early to go to work, I didn't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like backwards. But yeah, I've just been working. I got a lot of stuff going on. My kid's a senior in high school, so it's his last lacrosse season. So we got all of that, and we've got... 
planning for all this stuff because we're coming in the home stretch for that. On top of that, Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which a lot of you guys know, not only they're a great sponsor here, but I'm also the event manager there. We made a big announcement this week. Ken Foray is going to be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest amongst nice. a million and a half other people. We still have two more celebrity guests and one huge social media guest to announce for the event on August 25th and 26th. It's crazy. By the way, August 27th is uh, now going to be all in in Wembley Stadium for AEW, so I got that to come home to after uh, a yep. whole weekend of uh, of Sci-Fi Horror Fest. So that's kind of interesting for the, the wrestling fans and wrestling show. So I got all that great stuff going on, but whoop. Uh, just a lot of work going on. I, I can't complain, though. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not that it's bad. It's just tiring. And uh, listen, after July 1st, I'll be on the on the, on the the free and clear, if you will. <laughs> the free and clear, well, until Sci-Fi Horror Fest. And then after that, until <laughs> New York Comic Con. So I got some gaps after July 1st. But hopefully everybody listening out there is also having a tremendous week and had a tremendous week. We wish you nothing but the best. But before we can jump into the show full force, we got to hit you off with a little bit of business. We got to give you some shameless plugs, of course. For all information about the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. There you'll find all the social media links. You'll find uh, links to the T Public Store, links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and help support everything we do over here. Also, on the website, you can stream the 3FN Podcast. Plus, you can also stream 607TWS, and there's a bunch of listings for both. And you can check out friends of the show, like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast you know ken m does the 607 tws with me every week i'm on the odph uh, quite a bit so uh you know it's always good to have our friends in 607 podcast go listen to the podcast or go over to their website and read some of those great reviews he does for comic books while you're at it on top of all of that though we have the musical directory where you can check out bands who allow us to use their music so we don't get those dreaded dmcas of course big shout outs to shout at the robots their song fail better is the theme song for the 3fn podcast you hear it each and every week make sure you're supporting them and all the other bands on YouTube Music, Spotify, and Bandcamp. And last but certainly not least is the sponsors of the show that help bring the show to you each and every week commercial free. First of all is our main sponsor, Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, Dragon Master Games. Com. Also, if you live in the 607 and you want to make your car look showroom fresh, take it to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. Diesel, when you're ready to uh, make your car look fresh and new, who do you call? Call 607-644-3389. Tell them the 3FN Podcast sent you when you're ready to put the pride back into your ride. Also, while you're at it, Sci-Fi Horror Fest, I just mentioned, Ken Foray's coming, Felissa Rose is coming, Dave Sheridan's coming, and even Diesel's heartthrob, Lorenzo Lamas will be there plus many more celebrities vendors and so much more going on there's even a vip party it's going to be a hell of a time diesel's going to be there i'm going to be there ron will be there for at least one of the days <laughs> so trust me it's going to be a happening and you can find out all about that at sci-fi horrorfest.com august 25th and 26th in vernon new york at the vernon downs casino it's going to be a happening time sci-fi horrorfest.com and last but certainly not least and especially because we're so tired and we needed this today the energy sponsor of the 3fn podcast Podcast W Energy. That's D U B B Y dot G G. Use the promo code three FN Pod to save ten percent. You see, I tried something new there. I, 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 I took my time. I was breathing. I, I was executing very well, alliterating. But you get to the track a little quicker. True. So I got to. I'm not got to work that all in. Get it. Get it down. Get it perfected, if you will. You know. 
Technically, ladies and gentlemen, this is the celebration of five full years of the 3FN podcast. What, what? Because the first podcast came out, I do believe Ken M said, April 16th of the uh, year 2018. Yes. So that is the first ever 3FN <laughs> podcast. Five years ago today, did you think we'd still be here in five years? Shit, we predate the pandemic. <laughs> yes, we, we are unstoppable. <laughs> yes, and thank you, Diesel, because you, you carried us through the pandemic with the Diesel Delusions. And we are doing the Truman Show at some point this year, I remember. Uh, and there's going to be a special Diesel a Truman Show shirt if you guys would like to support at T-Public. That, don't worry, it's not right now. It's going to be down the road. That's something we got in works for you. But yeah, five years. I didn't think I'd be alive in five years, to be honest with you. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, we are recording on April 17th. So technically, it's a day after. So I said to the date, eh, a little bit. But Close yeah. Enough. April 16th, 2018, first episode of 3FM Podcast. Here we are. Most of you are getting this on April 18th, unless you're on Patreon, then you're getting it on April 17th, 2023. Five full years, going to year six, and we're, we're still going strong. Still going strong. Thankfully, we cut them down from four-hour shows to right around an hour and a half shows. And if you're on Patreon, right around two hours. <laughs> Remember those first shows? Oh, they were like four to five-hour marathon they recordings. They were marathon recordings. Smoke break here and there. Or then when we were doing the, the double shots, when we broke it into the two shows, or the three shows for a little while in one night. Uh, yes, yes. There was three shows, one one recording. We used to record on Thursdays, and we would record uh, 3FN, and then that would be like two hours. And then we would take a break, and then we would record 3FNW, which was the wrestling show, which is now 607TWS. And then last but uh, not least, we would do... Uh, uh, what was it? Three fat. Yep. Three angry. Three yeah. three fat angry nerds. Because, yeah. you know, three FN, three fat nerds. So three fat angry nerds, three fan. And, uh, yeah, we stopped doing that. Not because it wasn't fun, but uh, <laughs> me and Diesel got a little, uh, there's some criminal activity. Uh, that, that has been erased, so there's no evidence. Oh. But, uh, that, I mean, that was fun only because we we kept that to an hour. We start we start the timer and go. And wherever the conversation went, went. Yeah. yeah, yeah that and was, we all had a drink at the time. We all had a drink. That was, That's why we recorded the last. Because we'd all have a drink. We'd sit back. We'd have a... Have a nice cocktail and fucking just wherever the conversation was 30 minutes, though. Well, it was 30 minutes after. Well, it's technically 35 minutes because we started the timer after we did the little introductions at the beginning. Remember, we'd so we would do like all the fucking shameless plugs and then we go, okay, timer. And as soon as it went off, conversation was over. Oh, just doing callback humor to something that happened technically two shows ago that was recorded, you know, two hours earlier. You're just like, God damn it. Gotta stop doing callbacks. (laughs) That was the real issue. That that was the real issue why we started splitting days because it was just like we were just doing callbacks to shows that people didn't understand because they were like if you didn't listen if you only listened to the wrestling show you didn't get what we were joking about from the other show because it was just all inside yes. jokes and shit but then we started recording two separate days then we started we, for a little while 3FNW became 3FN Weekend so we would do two pop culture shows a week and then uh, I was going to get out of that business, and then Ken pulled me back in every time I try to get out of the wrestling business I keep getting pulled back in and uh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. what happened. Remember when we used to? We were talking about this the other night when we used to uh, binge on the alternate flavor of Oreos. <laughs> yes. That was the, that was a, for a while. That was the thing. The yeah. Oreos were on the table. <laughs> so good. Oh. We did a lot of cool, fun stuff, man. That <laughs> so was a. Uh, you go back when before we had the board for the first four episodes. We Share didn't have mics. a board, so you guys shared a mic, and I had my own mic, and uh, you could hear you guys in the left ear and me in the right ear. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, that's so four hours of that, folks. 
the, the visual cues behind the scene and be like, all right, I, I got a point to make around. Let me swing it back over this way. <laughs> yeah. and then we, we figured we needed to buy a board. So we still have had this board. So this board has lasted uh, longer than I thought it would. So thank you, Behringer Board, for, <laughs> for carrying us through. And, of course, we've updated bikes and we've done all sorts of other crazy things. And we thank you for listening. Some of you have been with us since the beginning or a little after that. Some of you are new and we thank all of you just the same because five full years and we're still going strong. And, man, that's why I made it a shock. And, by the way, thank you, guys. Uh, I looked at the downloads for the uh, uh, for the Big Lebowski 25th anniversary one we did, and man, they were up. I was like, "Holy shit!" Nice. I almost went, "Man, maybe we should just do old movies." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, maybe you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'd like to mix in the old movies with the new movies. Of course, this episode we will be doing Renfield, but that's not coming up because before we can do any of that, let's get back on track. Thank you guys for making this for five years, but. Let's get on track because I know you guys tuned in to hear some fun stuff and we need to kick it off with a little bit of Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Oh, we got a we got a kind of slow two through five, but we got a big number one again this week. Coming in at number five though with seven point seven million dollars. Air. Air. The the Jordan, uh, that's week number two, right? Yep, week four. number two. I still have to go see that. Yeah, I just yeah, haven't had time. I, I, I want to go see it, though. Coming in at number four with $7.8 million is the movie we'll be talking about later, Renfield. Yep, the 3FN Movie Club review this week, Renfield. Uh, slightly beating it out, to much to Ron's chagrin, John Wick Chapter 4 with $7.9 million. Yeah, Ron's very excited about that. <laughs> very excited. Yeah. So far, we have 7.7, 7.8, 7.9. There was a little bit of a jump. The Pope's Exorcist debuted with $9.2 million. You know, I might still go see that. Me and Ron were talking about it. It wasn't something we were going to review, but we were like, yeah, maybe I'll go see it. Then if you add all those up, and then you not double it, you triple it. For its second week, the Super Mario Brothers movie with another $87 million domestic. (laughs) Well, now you know we're definitely getting a sequel, which I'm not upset about. Not upset about it in the least. All right, though, coming up this week, we have Evil Dead Rise. Of course, that will be next week's 3FN Movie Club review, and Diesel shan't be here for it. <laughs> yep, uh, you guys have fun with that because I can't even watch the trailer. <laughs> Although, I really did think about pulling the trick and telling them we're going to switch it up and do the Covenant and then just the old uh, switcheroo skis, you know what I mean? But then I think he'd be mad at us. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of which, Guy Richie's The Covenant also comes out this week uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I kind of want to see this movie, but I think I'm going to wait till it comes out in streaming. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I, I do will dig, and with my Unlimited, I might see yeah. it in the theater just because I pay for an Unlimited, but I could see just waiting for streaming as well. And the other big movie that a lot of people are talking about, because um, they're saying it's his, like one of his best performances, Joaquin Phoenix in Bo is Afraid. Yeah, I've heard uh, great yeah. things about it, and once again, I might catch it. I don't think they're playing it in our area, though, so I'd have yeah. to go out of town for it. So that might hinder me from doing that unless they show it next week or the week after. Well, the following week, on April 28th, we have Big George Foreman. Yes, the uh, yeah, the George Foreman film. <laughs> but go figure, it's about George Foreman. Yep. What? Are you there, God? Else? It's me, Margaret. Yeah, I've heard things about that, but it's not really for me. Yeah, you know, we're not uh, a budding t- teenage girl. And then I, I've been seeing a lot of trailers for this one. People seem pretty excited. Sizu? Sizu. So, like an old war movie and there's a dog. I don't know anything else about it, but the, there's a lot of hype on I, this movie. I have no idea. Yes. Uh, you know what we're going to be doing that week? 
I, I'm just going to be uh, just so we are actually going to be celebrating an anniversary show, uh, 30th anniversary to be exact, and uh, we have to decide it here: cliffhanger or made in America. Ah, listen, they both are rewarding in their own ways. Both of them are celebrating 30th anniversary, but we are doing an older movie. Do we do Cliffhanger starring Sylvester Stallone? Or do we do Made in America starring Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg? And at the time, they were dating. There's a fun little story that goes behind that, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Neil Long's in that movie, too. I I think we would have a better time watching Made in America. (laughs) I think our listeners would rather hear us do Cliffhanger, though. All right, so the, your, is your vote for Cliffhanger or Made in America? I, I, I can be a masochist at times. I'm going with Cliffhanger. Ron, what's your vote? Cliffhanger. All right, we're doing Cliffhanger. Because <laughs> even if I vote Made in America, and you're right, maybe we'll do Made in America as a special one for Patreon. But, uh, yeah, so 30th anniversary of Cliffhanger is going to be uh, that week. So next week, or this week, obviously, Renfield. Next week, Evil Dead Rise. And the week after that, 30th anniversary of the Celester, Sylvester Stallone, that is. Classic. That's right. Classic, folks. Cliff Hangor. Diesel, now that that's out of the way, it is time for you to deliver us what this week's top three will be. All right, this one, we're just doing your top three favorite reboots. Reimaginings, whatever you want to call it. They have different names. Your top three favorite reboots. Ronald, I was going to steal yours and say the new Quantum Leap. (laughs) No. By the way, you're the only person at this table who has still seen that. As far as I know, I only I watched, you until watched the, very brief. I watched till the break, and once they stopped, I stopped, yeah. and then they came back, and I didn't even bother. Right, the but I'm just saying, I, I do think that you that, that you're the only one that still watched it. That's why I didn't watch because you're like, don't do it, dude. It's bad. <laughs> like, and, like they, oh, it's so bad. And then they they brought it back because they're like, oh, it got renewed, and I don't think it lasted long after that. <laughs> Jeez, I have no idea. Like, I haven't seen like I haven't seen anything about it. I know they said it got renewed. After the mid-break, so okay. I don't know if they finished out that, if they considered the first half this season one, and then season two for the mid-break on, or if they did a, I, I don't, I, but I haven't heard anything about it. All right, I am going to steal one of Ron's, though, because unless he's not using it, which would be interesting, but, and this is weird because I'm not usually a fan of it, but I'm going to say for my number three, Bumblebee, for the Transformer universe. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Michael Bay Transformers. No, no. They weren't terrible. I enjoyed them for what they were in their Michael Bay glory, but I really, really like Bumblebee. Yeah, yes. really, really like Bumblebee. Uh, my number two, and I, you know me, I'm a Star Wars guy. But I enjoyed the Star Trek movies, the Chris Pine ones. I'm not saying anything bad about the old ones with Shatner and Nimoy. But you know what? You got to love those J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. So that's my number two. And my number one, I am going to go to horror. And I'm looking at the poster on the wall. And that, of course, was the Evil Dead uh, reimagining, reboot, whatever you want to call it. Uh, originally, it was supposed to meet. It was supposed to be a separate universe that was going to meet both universes. And that fell through. But Evil Dead Rise looks like it's going to be in the vein of the Evil Dead movie, where it's just a scary, terrifying gory mess and I'm here for it so Evil Dead's 20 Evil Dead 2013 to be exact is my number one Ron what's your top three uh, number three um, Bumblebee of course because it, it was Such so so well so well done uh, number two I'm yeah, I'm going with Doctor Who when they rebooted it uh, oh yeah it's been solid ever since a couple hiccups here and there but you've watched most of it and uh, I'm just gonna go for the caveat and just say just throw out the name Spider-Man, name it. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man. All the way around. Oh. Uh, you know, Andrew Garfield, uh, you know, the new Spider-Man, uh, uh, Tom, oh, Holland. Tom Holland. You know, it's all. It's Every all time good. they reboot it, it's good. Yeah. Diesel, your top three. All right. I was also going to do um, uh, one of yours, but I'm going to switch it over. We're going to go with True, uh, True Grit. 
As somebody who doesn't like westerns, I actually enjoyed the True Grit remake. I love the original, but I do love the yep. the remake. The remake is really good as well. Uh, number two, we are going to go with the the newer in the last decade Planet of the Apes films. Ooh, nice. so the the actual uh, ones with the James Franco. Yep, James okay. Franco. Not, not the Marky Mark one. Yeah, because <laughs> I was going to say maybe you like the Marky Mark one. No judgments. <laughs> uh, secretly, I would be judging you. Continue. And then number one, we're going to go with a TV show made into a movie. 21 Drum Street. Oh, that was really good. For so, a comedy, I really enjoyed that movie, and I love how they did that. Yeah, I actually, I actually like 22 Drum Street. So did yeah, I. Yeah, no, they, they like, did very well with that. I think they did a good <laughs> job, man. They, they definitely found a good pairing with Jonah Hill, and uh, of course, the heartthrob of, of, of your world. Uh, well, you're, is he your second? Is is he your second most yeah. biggest heartthrob behind? Uh, yeah, I could say that. You would say yeah, that yeah. Channing Tatum, number yeah. two, only yeah. behind, only behind Ryan Reynolds. That's right. The love of your I, life. If I, if I get both of them, oh. Oh, if you, you'd be the. You, I'd be. I'd so be, be the meat the man sandwich. Yeah, okay. All right, just making sure. I split roast me. <laughs> <laughs> Eiffel Tower, here we come. That's fine. Extra horsey sauce for you, <laughs> or whatever. <I-O. laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this week's <laughs> top three and Diesel's movie triple stuff. But don't you fret because when we exit the triple stuff, we jump right into. Welcome to Three Thumbs Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, we are entering this week's 3FN Movie Club. And this week we are reviewing the brand new movie, Renfield. And uh, if you are new to the 3FM podcast, first of all, thank you for joining us and spending some time with us. If uh, So we're going to give you a little rundown so you don't have to fret and you don't have to be scared and run off because we're not going to spoil anything for you here. And if you just need a reminder, we're giving you that reminder right now because the 3FM Movie Club works in two parts. The first part is completely spoiler free. That's right. If you haven't seen the movie, we are not going to spoil it for you. However, we are going to talk with a spoiler free synopsis, give you the stats for the film. We're also going to run down who made the film, who stars in the film, and most importantly, our thumbs up, thumbs in the mouth, or thumbs down recommendation. Then we are going to take a break when we come back from the break we'll give you one final warning with the spoiler alert before we go into our full spoiler full i know that kind of sounded weird how i just said it but uh yeah the full spoiler review of the movie and then finally our scores well are you gentlemen ready to talk spoiler free about renfield first yep Renfield was released on April 14th of 2023 with a runtime of a sultry, sexy 93 minutes. Mm -hmm. As we all know, I love it when movies are that. The budget of the movie, $65 million. Would you guys like to guess the worldwide box office? We know that the states, it was 7.8. What is the worldwide? Uh, Worldwide, I think it's got some work to do to make its money back. I'll go $18 million. Ronald. I was going to go 14. 18, 14. I'll just say, Ron, you were closer. It's got $10 million. Yeah. That sucks. By the way, that's not any indication of how we like the movie. I'm just saying $10 million, that's a big deficit to cover. Diesel, were you going to say something? Yeah, it came in a weird place, too, because it's going against, you know, Mario Brothers, so this is not a family movie, but you got adults that are actively going to see the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. You have an actual horror movie that came out this week. You have a big action franchise that's out this week, the first third week. 
it, it, it's kind of a rough week for it. You also have a big horror movie coming out next yeah. week. Yeah, it's, it was bad timing, I think. Yeah. Also, a dreamy Jake Gyllenhaal flick. There's we're in the middle of a pretty big movie run here. Yeah. We've talked about it in the past. We it's a murderer's row, if you will, from now pretty much through uh, the summer into the into the yeah. fall, and before you really get a rest. There's a couple weeks where we have we're doing older movies, but for the most part, we got mostly new movies coming up on the docket. So that's always telling. Yeah. Let's kick it on over to IMDb to talk about the spoiler-free synopsis because... Man, I got a story to tell. Of course, we got two of them, and one is the one that's generated. So the generated by IMDb one would be Renfield, Dracula's henchman, an inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades, longs for a life away from the Count, his various demands, and all of the bloodshed that comes with them. That is incorrect as fuck. Where did that inmate from? He wasn't an inmate at an asylum. They're not even in an asylum. They are in a hospital. That's not a spoiler alert, but they are, but it's not an asylum. No. So I don't even understand where that came from. Ooh. Well, I think it probably came from this because down below it, this is written by uh, Camera or oh, Camaro Lover three one three. R. M. Renfield Nicholas Holt decides to leave his centuries-long line of work as a henchman and familiar to Count Dracula, and finds a new lease on life in modern-day New Orleans when he falls in love with a feisty but perennially aggressive traffic cop named Rebecca Quincy. Did he really fall in love? I mean, there was a little softness, but I didn't really think it was a love story. I, there was something there. There was a spark there. They didn't... Yeah, there was a spark there. I wouldn't even say it was Mulder and Scully, though. It was like... No. If it, it, it was a bear spark. He <laughs> didn't even think it was friendship. He could have been friend-zoned. Yeah. I mean, he did tell her about his wife and kid. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> you know, all right. Well, I think that this week IMDb dropped the damn ball. Oh, yeah. Let's throw it out there. I don't think either one of them was good. Yeah, those no. were horrible. If you had to give a spoiler-free synopsis, Diesel, putting you on the spot, what would you be your spoiler-free brief synopsis of Renfield? All right. Dracula's familiar. Helps him through all his problems, but then realizes he wants more for himself and has to get out of a toxic relationship. <laughs> I dig it. I can dig it. I that's, like it. I think that's the best one there. Diesel wins, baby. Diesel wins. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, diesel wins. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> Children of all ages. Well, uh, rewind that last part back. Over 18 to ride this ride, damn it. All right. Now that we've gone over the synopsis, let's find out who made this movie. Who made this movie? That's right. First of all, the director of this movie was Chris McKay. Uh, his first movie was a movie called Two Weeks, One Year in 2002. Uh, he was. He also did the Lego Batman movie in 2017. And, la- and two years ago now, sorry, 2021's The Tomorrow War. Uh, that was a Chris Pratt film, if yep. you remember. Uh, straight to Netflix, I do believe. Yep. So uh, also, McKay is best known for a lot of stuff on Adult Swim, though. Yeah, uh, He did Moral Oral. Okay. Yep. So, yep. amongst other things, but that was, I think, the biggest one yeah. he did over there as well. So, uh, Chris McKay doing, uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of movies on the docket, but he's a fresh face there in Hollywood. He, and he's got a good take on how to do dark comedies. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the screenplays for this movie was, uh, first of all, the original idea for this movie, the original concept was done by Robert Kirkman. Of course, you remember him as the yep. comic book writer and showrunner for The Walking Dead yep. and Invincible, amongst other things. And the actual screenplay uh, writer for this was Ryan Ridley. Uh, whose only movie on his docket is Hope House from 2004. However, you would know him best from his writing for Community yep. and also Rick and Morty. Yep. yep. So uh, I feel like he's the, you're in a good hands there for the writer, and it makes a lot of sense with the jokes were in this movie. Oh, yeah. A little more highbrow jokage, yeah. if you will. 
Uh, next up, by the way, this has been something that's happening a lot lately. You have like a newer director, you have a fresher you know, screenwriter, and then you have like grizzled vet in the director of photography chair. And the director of photography is the same here, Mitchell Amundsen. And I wrote down a lot of his. He's got a lot more listings that he we could go with, but I thought some of these were interesting and I have a take on it. So his first movie he ever did, Ultimate X the Movie in 2002. He was the DP on Transformers in 2007, Wanted in 2008, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra in 2009, Jonah Hex in 2010, The Red Dawn remake in 2012, Now You See Me in 2013, and then he had a recent run starting in 2018 with The Happy Time Murders, remember the puppet movie, Home Sweet Home Alone in 2021, and most recently, the remake of Cheaper by the Dozen for the Disney Network. Okay. Uh, I my take from this is he had a lot of like big budget questionable movies. I'm not saying that they look bad. I'm looking at Transformers and Jonah Haunted, Hex, Jonah Hex, GI Joe: Rise of Cobra, and the Red Dawn remake. But then he also was tucked in there. You have Now You See Me, which is pretty much panned as an amazing movie across yeah. the board. Yeah, not the sequel, the original. No. So <laughs> good job there. So I would say that he has. I'm once again. I don't think any of those movies are on him. I think they probably all. They all look good from what I remember. Yeah, he, he's like the equivalent of a, like a really good studio musician. Sometimes you don't get to choose the best projects that you have to uh, work on. <laughs> that is absolutely true, true, Diesel. Now that we know who made it, it's time to send out who starred in the movie. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? Well, we have three major stars, and then I'll give a couple uh, shout-outs, if you will. Our three major stars, of course, we booked as Nicholas versus Nicholas. First up, Nicholas Holt, <laughs> playing Renfield. Uh, his first movie was Intimate Relations in 1996. Uh, he was then in his first big movie, About a Boy, in 2002. And, of course, most of us know him from the X-Men First Class line, of course, you know, Days of Futures Past, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as Hank slash Beast. And most recently, he was reviewed on this channel as he was the male star of The Menu in 2022, which we all enjoyed, him and Anna Taylor-Joy. So with that, and he's done a ton of other stuff. I, th- I like Nicholas Holt a lot. I don't know yeah, what you guys feel about Nicholas Holt. I, I, I actually really enjoy his acting, and I think he's going to go on to do a lot bigger and better things. I agree. I agree 100% with that. I agree, and I I hope he does because he's phenomenal. I do like his delivery. Let's talk about the other Nicholas. And mind you, we're going to play a little fun game about who can name Nick Cage movies because Nicholas Cage plays Count Dracula, and I only wrote down two movies because obviously we know he's done a million. I think his IMDb count is like at 196. Uh, But his first ever movie, The Best of Times in 1981, credited as Nick Coppola. He did three movies as Nick Coppola. Of course, the most famous of them was Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Uh, So if you guys are keeping track he is the nephew of francis ford coppola and of course we most recently reviewed the movie the unbearable weight of massive talent 2022 which i do believe we all enjoyed and it was a great movie him and pedro pascal and uh okay he's also the star of (laughs) face that's right ron thank you for backing me up there i can eat a peach for hours how does that make you feel diesel (laughs) a little wet (laughs) I, I, i gotta be honest which is worse i can eat a peach for hours or the dusty beaver (laughs) <laughs> Which gives you the worst reaction normally? Face off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Face off. How are you feeling about the sequel? Because it's secondly uh, a real sequel. I, I'll believe it when I see it, and I'll, I'll I'll try to force myself to do a rewatch of the original Face Off, but I'm not going to enjoy myself when I have to go see the the sequel. Of course, The Rock. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's one of his yeah. best of all time. Con Air. Con Air. We talked about that. That did not hold up when me and Ron <laughs> no, reviewed it. Hold up. But it was still a lot of fun. Uh, you guys want to add in any other Nick Cage movies? Uh, one of them I kind of liked. It was, it was not an action film or anything like that, but just a simple one. It Could Happen to You, where he was oh, a cop yeah, with won the lottery. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah. Then you got the um, Raising, Raising Arizona. Arizona. Classic. Yeah, like, he's great. That Superman movie was amazing. Oh, Uh, sorry, too soon? I I wish I would have seen that movie, though. Honestly, I wish (laughs) they would have seen it. I remember, yes. Uh, Listen, I I love his recent run of horror films, Mom and Dad, Mandy. Uh, Of course, you know, there's so many great things that he's been doing lately. Got to give him credit, man. He finds a way to reinvent himself. Even when he becomes hokey, he fucking makes fun of it. You know, I I think he's getting on the joke. The only other actor or comedian, if you will, that I can remember uh, doing is Pauly Shore, with Pauly Shore is dead. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the, the massive weight is basically him. Yeah. You know, making fun of himself. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I dig. I can dig that. And last but not least, we have a favorite of ours, Aquafina as Rebecca Quincy. Uh, her first film, uh, under her real name, was Shadow Man in 2013. Of course, Nora Loom is her real name. Her first movie she did under the name Aquafina, though, Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising in 2016. Of course, she did make herself from skits and stuff. She already had made the Aquafina name, yeah, yeah. but that was the first time she used it in a movie. Uh, she was in Ocean's 8 in 2018, Crazy Rich Asians in 2018 as well. And then, of course, a movie that we got to review on this channel, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in 2021. And then of her most recent film, other than this, obviously the bad guys in 2022 where she was the voice of the tarantula so oh, that's right so that's pretty awesome i love some aquafina and i know diesel's a huge aquafina oh, fan yeah he, she, she's fun <laughs> I, I love aquafina aquafina is very i don't want to say underrated because i think a lot of people are now catching on and, and enjoying it but i i would say underrated in a way underappreciated maybe true so let's jump right in because I know we're going to talk about. We have a couple uh, uh, people that I want to give a shout out to. Small, slightly smaller roles, if if you will, uh, playing Teddy Lobo, Ben Schwartz, and of course Diesel. Where do you remember Ben Schwartz mostly from? I know Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec as the great John Ralphio. That's correct, <laughs> and of course you might recognize his voice because he's the voice of Sonic in the Sonic the Hedgehog yep. movies. Yep. Uh, but yes, uh, Parks and Rec is definitely where you remember. I love that dude. I didn't realize he was in this movie, and when I saw him, I'm like, at first I didn't really put two and two together because the tattoos and stuff threw me off. But I was like, you son of a yeah. bitch. It's sort of like um, wasn't he in something else in uh, the Venom movie? The the female doctor from the Life Organization was his sister, Mona uh, Mona Lisa Ralphio. Yeah, that's true. Um, he was He's a voice on Star Wars The Bad Batch, if you're looking yeah, for that. Amazing. Also, he's been the voice of Leo for uh, Ninja Turtles, the, yeah, the, the recent, more recent movie stuff. And he was also uh, the, the voice on DC League of Pets, the Sonic movies, The Boys. He shows uh, up all over the place. On the, the Diabolical kind of, series. Buffy? Was he in Buffy at all? I do not know. I no. did not go back that far. He might have been, I but I did not go back that far because once again, I was just giving him the quick shot. No, you're good. I'm sorry for that's okay. <laughs> I, I I don't mind checking, my friend. I don't mind checking. Playing his mother in this movie uh, was Shira. I got and I'm going to say this bad. Yeah. I got Dashlu. I can never pronounce it either. Yeah, I can't say part. Of, but she, she was uh, in House of Sand and Five, yeah, 24. Know She's got that graspy woman's voice from smoking for too many years. Yes, she was Commodore Paris in yep. Star Trek Beyond. Yep. Uh, the, she's been in The Expanse. I mean, she's she's done a lot of yeah. great things, and she's pretty awesome. So just wanted to give her a shout out because uh, hey, she deserved a shout out in this film. That's going to bring us to our spoiler free. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, and thumbs down 
Recommendation. Give out one of them in a spoiler-free why, starting with you, Ron. What is your recommendation for Renfield? This is a thumbs up. It's a fun watch. Uh, I, you know, there's just a couple little gripes with it, but that's what you get with this kind of thing. Uh, without giving anything away, I think everybody would enjoy this. I know it's not doing well in the box office, but it, it's a, it's a fun watch. You're in and out in an hour and a half too. Like that's the best part. Diesel. I also give it a thumbs up. Um, all the things I really enjoyed about it are the pacing of it. You just get right into the movie. It's it's a quick movie. There's not a huge plot to follow. You can kind of call, call it what's going to happen, but it's well-paced. You have a lot of laughs, and there are some incredible action scenes where you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to give it a thumbs up. I will give the caveat, and I'm going to talk about this later. I went when I was super tired, so like, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily, like, there was some of the stuff that I might not call me. I definitely want to see it again. I'll wait until it comes out uh, on streaming service to watch it again, but I did enjoy the movie. I still did enjoy it, so I'll give it a thumbs up, but I was definitely tired. So when you hear the review, if you stay on for the spoiler full review, there could be some things that some people are like, man, I really like that. Well, I was also like off of four hours of sleep yeah. and, uh, and working all day. So uh, excuse, you know, excuse that. I'm giving it up front. So with that, we've given out our recommendations. We've taken you through the spoiler full part. Spoiler, spoiler free part. Sorry. Uh, we are going to take our break. When we come back from the break, we will dive into the full on spoiler review of Renfield. Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. And I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the Fictional Battle Podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand. If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you. New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or over on thevillainsdemand.com. We are back from the break, and it is time to jump into the spoiler full review of Renfield. Diesel's excited. <laughs> specials are on. Message to Rudy. Uh, you got any <laughs> stories you want to share about the specials? No, these, these are like the innovators of Sky, and uh, Sky plays a big part in what we're about to talk, uh, talk about. Yes, like absolutely, it. because I can't wait to talk to you about that little subplot, <laughs> because, of course, I marked in the theater as soon as I heard it, and with the callbacks, I'm like, ah, Diesel's going to be loving this. <laughs> yeah. But before we can jump into the spoiler full review for Renfield, we're giving you the final warning. So if you have not seen Renfield and you do not want the movie spoiled, this is your final chance to pause the podcast, come back after you've seen it and hear what we say and think about it. If you have seen it or if you don't care if it's been spoiled, you get to stay on and go on a hell of a ride with us because we're entering the spoiler zone right about... Now, okay, we're going to jump in the spoiler full zone here. Uh, much like we're going back to the roots. Let's go back to just the uh, likes and dislikes and uh, what we would have done better because I don't think you need to go through the movie. This movie no. does kind of get disjointed at times, which is not a bad thing. I just want to point that out because the character of Renfield actually is the narrator, so they kind of jump around so he can narrate some things yeah, to yeah. you. Uh, I did dig that. So let me get the uh, normal stuff out of the way that are likes because uh, we'll start with the likes. And... 
I got to get the normal ones out. I thought this was shot beautifully. It looked really good. I loved the costume design for the movie, and I yes. loved the makeup effects. Yes. Yeah. The makeup effects specifically for Nick Cage, especially when he was transforming between different stages of uh, power, if you yeah. will, <laughs> uh, I thought was amazing in this movie. And I cannot, I cannot overstate this enough. The comedic amounts of gore. Oh, yes. <laughs> and mind you, gore sometimes, like, we're about the next week, I guarantee me and when me and Ron review Evil Dead Rise, we're going to talk about how the gore was disturbing and used yeah. to, to fear. In this movie, the gore was <laughs> definitely used for comedy, and it was yeah. amazing. It was, it was Mortal Kombat-esque. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even the CGI stuff that wasn't yeah. practical, like yeah. him ripping off arms and, and all that crazy stuff, him throwing arms into people. He, yeah. he darted people with arms and <laughs> killed them. He's knocking heads off. It it was funny. Like, when we go back and talk about Cocaine Bear, which just hit the streaming services, when we go back and we, when we talked about Cocaine Bear, when the kills are humorful and it's part of the humor, it does add an element. I liked all of that in the movie. With that being said, Diesel, uh, anything you want to add to that? And adding into your likes of Renfield. Yep, right. Piggyback on the gore. I, as somebody who does not like gory stuff, unless it's like comic book stylized, over the top stuff, this movie was over the top violent in all the best ways. We have limbs getting ripped off, people getting jumped on and split <laughs> in half. We had the Mortal Kombat shot where it shows like an x ray of yeah. the punch and then blood going out the top, shit coming out the back fucking beautifully shot like and like animated with the, you know the computer graphics that they needed for this looked amazing great fight choreography throughout yeah. this movie um and the the plot itself was renfield is dracula's assistant and he has to get him up to a full power but there's this vicious cycle you're, you're gonna hear a lot about cycles in this because <laughs> He gets up to full power, but then he gets taken down, and then he's got to nurse him back up to health. Well, he gets to full power, then he goes into bloodlust. Yeah. Then after the bloodlust, then, 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 the the then the heroes from the yeah. church can show up, yeah. and then Vicious Cycle continues, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a cool little story. So we meet him in modern-day time, and he's at a self-help like group, like Alcoholics Anonymous, but for people in dependent relationships. <laughs> which you find out that he's going there, which I really like this take. Like, if they did a serious movie with this premise, he was dextering people based off of, all right, these people are, are, are good people. And these are the bad people in their lives that they need out of their lives. So I'm going to feed them to my master. That was a cool plot point. I did dig that. I also <laughs> like how it ties neatly into the overall story. Because the overall tie-in is that when he goes to the sprints of one of these people, uh, they're also being sought after by a mafia-type group, yeah. the Lobos, <laughs> because they stole their cocaine. Yeah, they stole their <laughs> drugs. Um, the one female in the group, her boyfriend, Doug, who's a wannabe drug dealer. Mitch. Doug was the other... Well, what, Doug was the other one. The one was talking was Mitch's. Oh. Yeah. Doug and Mitch were still yeah. there, yeah. But uh, and he, but they like good music. They like ska music. <laughs> yes. Let's get it in there. I, I love this part because... And when I heard it, I chuckled just for Diesel. I was not with Diesel. I watched it separately, but... Yeah, so we find out that, you know, her man's a bad guy, but, but he's gotten her into sky music. And <laughs> there's this bad. funny, like, minute-long scene about, well, what is sky anyways? Oh, it's just, you know, music with a lot of horns. And then the woman's like, that's a drastic oversimplification of sky. 
oh my god, what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who enjoys ska, this one pulled me right in within the first five minutes because I was like, oh, they're bashing ska. And if you like ska, you know ska is dead. And you're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love when we get introduced to like the Ben Schwartz character as well because he's he's like in the car while he sends in his hitman, Apache. And I love how the person on the phone is like, isn't that insensitive? You're going to tell a guy who wears a mask and likes to cut people's tongues out with a, with a, with a pocket knife? That that's insensitive? Go ahead. Tell him all you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So Renfield's going there to uh, take care of this woman's problem relationship, and turns out we got the mob after him, and he makes short work of him by eating a couple bugs. Yep. The bug-catching aspect of it was a little weird. Well, it made sense because I, here's one of the things <laughs> yeah. I also like, because we didn't go, like, in the when this movie starts, I love how they tied it into, like, the original Dracula movies, whether it was the original from the 1930s or even from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Uh, because that the bug eating thing was big in both those movies. Yeah. On top of that, I love the scene where it's like Nick Cage dressed up like Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the lighting shot just like it too. Oh, it, All it, it, so identical good. shots, purposely done identical shots, and it, he, he, they had him like looking like Bella Lugosi. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. But if he takes the life force from a bug, he gets a a small percentage of Dracula's power, and then he can do some fucking crazy ass shit, which was cool as shit to watch. Oh yeah. But I did like how that tied in because then that's why the mob people are after him. He ends up saving Aquafina's life because she's a cop and the mob people are after her. So it did tie, like for a plot, it tied all of it together, which was very nice in the movie, which we don't get to see a lot of these days. I'm going to quickly jump over to a quick dislike. The whole Aquafina character's subplot of her father being shot by this gang. I don't think you needed that. It was not needed. It kind of was just like, all right, this is. You could just have her be a good cop in a corrupt system and done the same thing. Yeah, that, and then, like, I also thought that, like, the other than in the final act, which you knew this was plot armor at the time, the addition of her sister, yeah. like, was an, another, it was in, just in, there for, she wasn't really yeah. there to do anything but to be an plot FBI armor agent in the third working act. in the same office. And like, by the way, the third act where she wasn't even important even no, like, like it's her she was dead and Dracula was going to bring her back with his blood because yep. his blood can heal is what we find out but like the, the weird part about it is like that still wasn't really fucking needed no it wasn't like it's just wild to me like I don't understand some of that uh, but we'll get into more dislikes yeah. in a minute do you have any more likes on the table before I switch it yeah. over to Ron for some likes the the all the drag meetings that's the dependent relationship uh, advice anonymous hotline whatever it was the group was called it was drag all those scenes were great. The poor girl who starts talking about you know what's going on in her life and then keeps getting interrupted by Renfield finally who wants to talk. That little mini subplot was hilarious oh, it was to amazing. me. I love her line of "Of course I get cut off again because I'm not important at all oh, and, yeah. and nobody likes me and I don't even like me. Yeah. Not, I think I'm going to go kill myself or something <laughs> yeah, like that." Yeah, she she says. On yeah. But just the dark comedy aspects of this were really well done. Absolutely, Ron. You got some likes over there. Uh, like this being shot was amazing because. Every time you see uh, Nicolas Cage as Dracula, he's always black and white and dark. Even when you get into Renfield's newly apartment that he didn't know he had, and you know, and he's sitting in the middle of the apartment, and he's like, "Damn it, how'd you get in?" And he looks down, and there's a mat that says, "You're all welcome." And he goes, "Shit, yeah. <laughs> like, welcome, like, come on in." Yeah, welcome, come on in. Or, you know, he's like, "Ah, oh, damn it, <laughs> that did work." And it, and you just see this bright colored apartment, and it, you just see Dracula sitting there, and it's, he's just gray black and white and it just it just was shot nice that yeah. way oh yeah it was I, shot really well i thought nick cage was great as dracula oh, oh yeah 
Uh, you could definitely tell he was definitely sinking his teeth into the role. <laughs> I'll let myself out, don't worry. Uh, but yeah, I, I really thought I thought everybody's acting for the most part was good in this movie. But he really was, and that's going to bring me in. Let's go to some dislikes because you know we could gush about those things. But one of the dislikes for me, and it's not a huge dislike. For some reason, I went into this thing. It was going to be funnier than what it was. Not saying it wasn't funny. It was funny. It was entertaining. But for some reason, I thought it was going to be real slapstick, yeah. and it wasn't. And I'm not saying it's a dislike, but I almost feel like the way that Nick Cage was playing it, we could have gotten it to be a little funnier. Yeah. Because I really believed that he was good, and he definitely fits into the humor part of it. And he has a couple serious parts where you're like, oh, okay, you know, he can, you know, obviously he's Nick Cage, you can pull it off. Yeah. But I really thought that this movie kind of lent itself to be way more ridiculous. I was coming into it thinking it was going to be Cocaine Bear, and it wasn't quite Cocaine. It was still funny and entertaining, but it wasn't quite Cocaine yeah. Bear, in my opinion. Uh, dislikes Ron. Let's get to Ron first. Uh, you know, some of you know, the stupid little subplots that they did put in there that we've already said, like the Aquafina one. Like you could have just had her father be there and them be the two good cops, and instead of adding the sister for no reason, that was just in the you know FBI agent in the same building because she's doing the doing the same job that her sister's doing just as an FBI. Like, it was like, okay. That's and she the, misses dad, too. Yeah, and she misses dad, too. <laughs> and, like, there was, you know, and there was nothing else really there. But you could have just had the father there. Like, it would have just been a better story, I think. I agree. And, uh, you know, you get to the point where, you, like, I didn't mind the hospital scene and how everything is set up. It was just how they found the hospital way too too quickly. Yeah. yeah, like 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 Tapping oh, he, into he, NSA he, cameras. He, yeah, that and then uh, Aquafina and the other cop finding the whole the the whole the where where Warrenfield took the drugs and all that stuff and the you know the yeah the, and all that found that way too quick and the one pen that happened to lead him to it was just all that super plot armor shit. I agree. That was that was a lot of bouncing around there. Rock. Yeah, the right. other. There was a lot of plot armor, like the whole fact that there was one good cop in the entire New Orleans police yeah. force, and <laughs> yeah. that's Aquafina. Like the captain is corrupt, working for the Lobos gang. Like you got to tone some of that stuff back a little bit. Make it. I, I get that we're not based in reality here, but yeah, make certain parts of it based in reality. True. The fact that they're hacking into the NSA and well, no, they weren't hacking, and they just had you know, obviously they had somebody on the inside there. Yeah. They, it was like they, they for other than that, they live in a mansion in the middle of New Orleans yeah. that looks like the Capitol building. Yeah, yeah. It was really weird. It, it was really weird. The the crime family is one hundred percent untouchable, but yet they weren't the number one crime family no. even in that area. Yeah. Like, yeah. how did that make sense? It was fucking weird. Well, the, the other thing is like about the father because skipping back to that for a minute they made it kind of convoluted because you didn't really know he was a clean cop but then like when uh teddy's like gonna kill rebecca he's just like oh you were better than your dad was so did he like when he gave him the when they gave him the offer did he take the offer they still killed him and that's how unhonorable they are i, I, I think it was I, like kind of fucking weird because the wording didn't make sense i yeah. think what they were implying was he cried like a little bitch that's what i was getting then just say it yeah um, and then the whole, we were talking about this earlier, the whole, was it a relationship that uh, Aquafina and Nichols Holt, like Renfield, were getting into? Because then it was, there was like no romance in it. but or there was, was it just a friendship? Yeah, yeah, it was kind of just like, pick a lane and stay in that lane. Like, Also, I thought she believed too quickly that he 
that's that he was Dracula's familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when somebody tells you that, you don't necessarily believe it right away. And she kind of bought in hook, line, and sinker quickly. Not not only are you the assistant to Dracula, and you have all these little powers, and you're however many years old at this point now. Wait, Dracula's a fucking thing. Yeah. Vampires are an actual thing. Like, yeah, you're and you bought she bought it like right away. It wasn't like I mean, I understand she did get to see him in action a little bit, but at the time he he kind of passed it off as oh well. It's all in the wrist. It was in the wrist and then adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I must say it was just adrenaline. Because after that is the only other time she sees him eat the bugs and he goes completely ape shit. But that's after the fact. Yeah. And she already believed him. Uh, going to the bug thing too. They didn't really explain that. So he eats a bug, he gets some power. So before they set up for the big fight, he they go and get supplies, and he's munching down bugs, which is a funny scene because he's got worms in his teeth and all this shit. <laughs> what, are they my teeth? But then, you know, he goes up against the new familiar who just, again, hilarious, does a line of centipede. <laughs> and he's been he's been doing bugs all day, and now they're evenly matched? Like, how long does this thing last for? And then if it doesn't last that long, why are you just eating them in the car? Yeah. Like, there was no, like, explanation of, like, the powers and how they scale. Yeah, yeah, No, I, I get you. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. To, to me, there's, there's, it's, well, not enough to make me not like the movie, but it was also kind of like, and you could have just eliminated it and just continued on just the story of, of Renfield and Dracula, because that was pretty fun. Yeah. And I dug where they were going with that, so it was kind of like you had all these little extra bits that you didn't yeah. even need. And I think that's what made them stick out more to me, because it's just like, eh, we didn't really need this shit. Yeah. And it's one of the few times where I actually enjoyed the length of this movie, because they were so disjointed, I didn't want them to like expand on any of them, because they weren't doing it, so it was just like, all right, with an hour and a half, that's perfect. We just yeah. end it at this point because all these little tangents are going nowhere. This movie was in its Goldilocks zone. Yeah. Yes. If it would have gone even a couple minutes longer, I'd have been like, yeah. you know, and, and if it would have gone a little less, I could have gone a little less. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I, if you go a little less from there, you're you're barely a movie yeah. at that point in juncture. You know what I mean? On principle, I'm upset if I made an hour, 15 minute long movie. Oh, I agree with you. That's <laughs> why I'm saying you can't really go less than an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you have to make sure, like, there's a couple that have gone like an hour 20 hour 25 yeah. and they've been phenomenal and there's been some you know i think the only movie that i've seen below an hour was that uh that host movie oh, on, yeah, uh, yeah. shutter that was really good and that's under an hour yeah. there's something you shan't be watching yeah. diesel but uh, that was under an hour but due to its nature of being on zoom if you will yeah it okay. should be under an hour but it was really good it, they did what uh, a couple of the other ones couldn't pull off like the unfriended movies they couldn't pull off what host pulled off oh so, nice nice so giving them credit there but that movie was like 55 minutes long yeah. uh made during the pandemic too so give them breaks but other than that movie and it, there, there's a couple that have been in the hour 2025 20, that i've been like whatever but I, really an hour and a half is the movie thing is is, is right yeah. around there but i do really think even if this movie was yeah. two minutes longer it would have been like fuck yeah because then you would have started complaining a little bit more about some of the shit that you could have just gotten rid of yeah because at that point if it's a couple minutes longer you can cut five ten minutes yeah. you yeah. know what i mean uh, it'd still be around an hour and a half yeah i'm with you uh any more dislikes before we uh jump into the, what the internet thought yeah just just the lack of a coherent plot like we had the basis of a plot which got us from point a to point b but it it just wasn't that coherent enough i was gonna say i would say um, the way I, ex I i would explain it is i like the main plot the a to b the, the beginning to end plot this the side roads yeah. that they, they kind of got you a little yeah. Eh, yeah. wonky and then the ending wasn't the greatest i was expecting a little more again something that could be explained with you know just an expl explanation of the powers because the dracula blood 
brought people back that were dead for a few days at that point or yeah, the night before. Yeah. yeah. And well, you're just like, ooh, that's a little, uh, <laughs> that's a little strange. Also, they, did, I thought that they did a, on the other end of that. I thought they did a really good job explaining the fact that hey, we didn't really know how to kill Dracula because who knows what movies are right. <laughs> so we kind of did it all. Yeah. And like, so you see her firing silver bullets yeah. at him. They're chopping him up. They're burning him. Yeah. They, they're putting holy water and cement to, to encase him in it. And like, so I thought that was fun. But they didn't show like more of the slaps that you only get like shadows of what they're doing. And you're yeah. just like, well, this is the time to go over the top because. There's nothing else here. We don't really know what you did to him because we only see shadows. Yeah, the after climax montage was actually pretty funny, but I kind of <laughs> wish they would have shown more of that. Yes. Yeah, but it's, like I said, in that case, they did a really good job of explaining it because it was like, oh, well, they're kind of right. We wouldn't know how to kill a, a Dracula, so fuck it, do it all just to make sure they yeah. don't come back, and then you know go from there. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's once again, not saying I enjoy. You'll have to wait for the score for a minute. But before we get to our scores, we gotta find out what the scores from around the internet are, so you know. What time it is. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. The game is simply played as it's price is right rules. It's closest to the number without going over, gets the point. First, the three points win. Although there is a little caveat. If we have a tie going into the final question, it's the closest to the number because we don't do ties here. And also, if I want to make it interesting because we have to have three points minimum to win, it can be worth two points to make it interesting. And, of course, Ron is your defending champion because somehow he sneaked it out the back door last I time. No, I yeah, no, you didn't cheat, but you <laughs> sneaked it out the back door or snuck it in the back door, what, what? depending upon who you're talking to. <laughs> so, Diesel, you are the challenger and you get to go first. IMDb. Out of 10, using points, what did they give Renfield? Oh, 5.4. Ooh, that's a Ronald. That's good. I like that one. It's almost middle and just enough. And it's at 5.4. Three. Ooh. You're going with a three? He yeah. gave it a 5.4. And Diesel gets a point. 6.8 out of 10. Oh, nice. Okay, okay, okay. You got to scale up a little bit. Scale. I got it. I, got it. I, see, I see. I see. I thought it would be a little lower. All right, Ron. You get to go first here. Metacritic. This is only critic scores. Out of 100%, what did they give Renfield? Ooh, critics. Uh, I only like Nick Cage now. So over the top, we'll say uh, 51. 51. Oh. Diesel. That was a good guess because in my head I'm thinking lower than that. So we'll go with one. Let's go with one. I'm thinking uh, it's in the 40s, but I don't right want to. <laughs> one and 51. And Ron ties it up and gets the point 54% Ooh. on Metacritic. <laughs> wow. Diesel, you go first this time. Rotten Tomatoes, and this is the critic score. So critic score on Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give Renfield? Uh, 60%. 60%. Ooh. Ronald. I'm going one. I'm not hedging my bet on this one. So we got the one. We got 60%. I'm hedging my bet. And Diesel's probably got it. Ron takes oh. the lead. 59% Diesel busted <laughs> by one point. The biggest steal yet from this game. Busted and I'm going to take point. it. Busted oh. by one point and Ron picked $1 by. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, Ron, you can win right here. This could be your third point. Diesel could block it. Rotten Tomatoes. Fan score out of 100%. What did they give Renfield? 67. Diesel? 72. Give it a little wiggle. 67, 72, and Diesel successfully blocks 81%. Oh, fuck. That's Google user numbers. <laughs> we right know there. I would never go that high. 
81% on Rotten Tomatoes fan score. Now it has come oh. down to the final score. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is closest to that number. Not it does you can go over. It doesn't matter. You just have to be closest to the number because we don't do ties. Diesel, since you are the challenger, you have to go first. You get the Ron gets the championship advantage. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give Renfield? 83. 83, <laughs> Ronald. It's 83%. Are you going higher? Are you going lower? Are you trying to get it's somewhere gonna, in the It's going to shoot me in the ass, 84. <laughs> it's going to shoot me in the ass. I so if it's anything below 83, Diesel is your winner. If it's anything uh, above 83, Ron If this isn't 96, freaking I hate Google users. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we know we have a winner, so... Your winner. And still champion, Ronald, as it was 91%. <laughs> nice. It was the highest score. 91%. But you know what? Ron Tomatoes users wasn't, were not that far behind. No, they weren't. Not, not that I, far I wouldn't behind. have gone that high. So I'm going to say fans are actually loving this yeah. movie as far as entertainment goes. And that's critics, But critics are never going to like a comedy. No. Comedy and horror movies are always going to get judged harsher by critics for some reason. Because once again... When we when I we do the things here, when we critique movies, we critique them based upon what they are. This is a dark comedy. We compare it to other dark comedies. Uh, just like, you know, if we're doing a drama, other dramas, action film, you know, and so we have to keep it in that realm. Most critics are like, let's compare everything to fucking Citizen Kane. Yeah. And you just can't do that. I'm just saying, you just can't do that. I mean, they can, they do, but you shouldn't. All right. Now that we've given out the internet scores, it is finally time to give out our scores. Yeah, well... You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. That is right. It is our opinion. And, of course, we are going to give you the nerd score. And the nerd score is a recommendation score that's built off of our critic score plus an entertainment score, which means that you could have, you know, a highly uh, crit critical, you know, masterpiece movie. But if it's not entertaining, we're just going to get a lower score. Just like you could have a movie that's critically sh this shit, but if it's super entertaining, you'll get a higher score. It's just a wonderful way to work it out. The nerd scale is five parts and five parts incomplete. There's no halfways there or anything like that. And the parts are as this goes. A one is a no. That means never watch the movie. It is terrible. A two is you've been warned. It means it's not quite terrible, but it ain't good. So you've been warned not to watch it. A three is ah. It's good. That means, you know, it's a good movie. It's an average to good movie, I would say. It's not going to knock the doors off. You don't need to go pay to see it in the theaters. You don't need to go and buy it. But, hey, if you catch it on Netflix or something, you're not going to be disappointed that you saw it. It's not going to be a waste of time, but it's not essential for you to see. A four is just take my money. These are essential films. These are movies that you should go to see in the theater. Maybe even buy and add to your collection. Watch them multiple times. They are the, the very good to great films. You're going to want to check them out. And last but certainly not least is The Rarified Air. And and that is Certified Nerd at the five slot. And that is the legendary films. Think Jaws, Jurassic Park, and so many others that are just tremendous movies. They stand the test of time, and they are in that rarefied air. You're adding to your collection. You're buying the special editions, the whole nine. Now that all of that has been said, Ron, what is your nerd score and why for Renfield? All right, my nerd score for this is going to be a four. You're giving it the four, so... Show me the money! The reason why I'm giving it this a four, I could see it go either way. I could, I could see a few people saying it's one of their favorite movies and they enjoy it. I could see some somebody going to a five, I get it. I can see most people leaning towards a three. I understand both sides of this. Four is because this movie starts out as a dark comedy and then goes into an action horror movie. Like, seamlessly. Like, it, it hits so many things that... 
you're just like, okay, you, you go in for the comedy, you're like, oh, it's a comedy. He's talking about having to leave a, a toxic relationship, but it's actually his boss, and they're just like, blah, blah, blah. And then you just go into this action horror movie at the end where, you know, at the midpoint, it literally switches. And you still have some action uh, comedy beats in there, but it just switches over. And I, it's beautifully shot, too. Like, you, Runfield starts doing his own thing. He gets colorful. Whenever he's around, it's colorful. And they keep Dracula completely black and white through this whole thing, no matter what he's doing. And I think it's shot beautifully. So I, that's why I pushed to a four for me. But I also understand why I could see people's ways on both sides going to a five or going to a three. So Not, Okay. Fair enough. Diesel, what's your nerd scale score? All right. So we were kind of down on this one. We were talking about all the negatives, but I'm still at a three. It's it's a fun watch. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, but the plot points, there was just a little too much where they had something going and they, they, they just didn't land it. Yeah. And it, it dropped it down from that four to a three to me. I get it. But I definitely see a move, see this movie. It, it's fun. You know, I'm going to, I'll just give it right out. It is also a three for me. It's good. It's good. It's good. And it's, it's for the reasons. And me and uh, Diesel were talking when it's on the Patreon open and, and, and even run. It, here's the thing. I could have, if there's an argument for a movie that would be a three and a half and we were doing a half scale, this would be the movie. It is, it is in between. It is a nice, entertaining film. There's just some things that I'm like, eh, you know, I, would I watch it again? Absolutely. So it does fit the criteria of a four for the most part, but I don't know if I would add to the collection. I don't know if, if, I, if I could tell somebody to go spend the money to see it in the theater because honestly, my recommendation is, yes, see the movie. But you know what? If you catch it on Netflix, Peacock, et cetera, et cetera, you're perfectly fine doing so. And I, and I think that's a fine way to go see the movie because I don't think that the big screen necessarily adds anything to this movie. This movie being, as and I like how you put it, it is a horror comedy at times, so a dark comedy, and sometimes it's a horror action film. So it's kind of yeah. an interesting dichotomy of the film. But once again, that none of that lends itself to being seen necessarily on the big screen. You know, like when we went to see Babylon, that's a yeah. movie you should see on the big screen Till because, you know, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what made the movie suffer. But once again, it's made for the big screen. Yeah, no, I if you it. see it at home, you're not going to get the same experience. No, you know I, what I mean? So this movie, I can't really say that that's the case. But once again, I still thought it was very entertaining. With that, my critic score of the movie, I gave it a six and a half out of ten. It's better than average. It's 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 on the cusp of being very good. You know that seven and a half range is really like seven seven and a half range is very good. It just falls short, and it's really the plot armor and like there's a bunch of useless stuff in there. Once again, though, usually when there's useless things in a movie that we don't necessarily like, it's easy to just go, hey, cut 10, 20 minutes out of the movie. Yeah. Well, in an hour thirty three movie, you can't cut 10, I, 20 I, minutes off of it. I think, I think a couple things were just added just to make it to a hour and a half yeah and i wish that they would have really been forthright like there's some certain things like i said the the love is it a love angle or is it not a love yeah. angle yeah is it you know like the sister why the fuck is she there she doesn't really make a difference yeah. like the mother of the lobos yes yeah, she's the crime family leader but she added nothing to nothing. the movie and like nothing she, except for saying to herself we might not be the richest we might not be the strongest but we're the most feared yeah or like uh, you you get that she has a little bit of a bloodlust for herself but she really adds nothing to the movie yeah nothing so there was like these things that they could have just done different you know you could have given us more of fucking dracula you yeah. could have given us more of renfield with dracula you could have yeah. given us more of renfield with this group or having some mm. special outings or you know some more fun spots that actually played into the actual story or maybe you know because there is a jealousy angle of dracula to renfield and why don't we show maybe Dracula being more jealous? Go yeah. to the to the lair, if you will, yeah. and have him, you know, maybe like 
you know, missing Renfield or something, like to make that kind of funnier. I think there's a lot of things that you could have done in place of some worthless characters, in my opinion. So that's why I'm giving it a six and a half out of ten. Uh, myself and Diesel gave it the three. Ron gave it the four. I have no problem with Ron giving it a four. It was a very entertaining movie. Yeah, I, I say see the movie, but if you wait until it comes on streaming, I, that's a fine way to. No, I get it. I, and like I said, I can see it on both sides. I can see people really liking this. I can see people not like like putting it at a three. Like. Well, if you would like to give us your opinions about Renfield, you can do that on our social medias, or you can email us. What's that email address again, Diesel? 3 Pod at gmail.com. Because we prefer if you want to talk spoilers, you don't ruin it for people who might not want the movie spoiled. So, But if you're not going to talk spoilers, hit us up on those social medias. And if you want to find out those social medias, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. All the social media links are there, plus the T Public League, Patreon link, friends of the show, musical uh, directory, sponsors, and so much more. Your one-stop shop, 3FNPodcast.com. Next week, for the 3FN Movie Club review, we will be reviewing, well, me and Ron will be reviewing Evil Dead Rise. So yeah, make sure you, if you're a horror fan, you're going to want to tune into that. Diesel shan't be watching it, <laughs> although I'm going to tell him all about it. In great, vivid, actually, he, did, he does all right if I just tell yeah. him about it. He doesn't mind having the movie told to him. Just He doesn't want to see it. Uh, so he will be rejoining us the following week, though, because uh, we got big dangs upon us. Big Thanks upon us, Diesel. Yeah, we're going to leave y'all on a cliffhanger. Ooh, I, I like what I, you did there. I, I see what you did. 30th anniversary of cliffhanger. <laughs> what? You know, I'm just saying Stallone. Stallone. Tight shorts in some parts of that movie. That sexy body frame, because that was when he was at his leanest and meanest. Oh, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, folks. Just saying. Just saying. But uh, that's what you got coming up. But before we end this show, I believe Ronald has some business to attend to. One out of ten stars. I despise Harry Potter. I cringe each time I hear the name or see it's going to be on tel- the, the telly. I actually get angry. I cannot stand it. What an overhyped piece of shit Harry Potter is. I've never read the books. Didn't interest me. But I know when a film is overrated. Has shitty, terrible actors. Daniel Radcliffe cannot act to save his life. Yet he has been a fortune of 20 million pounds and more. Where's the justice in that? And Emma Watson is so irritating, I'd love to give her an eternity of nipple crimples. <laughs> the ginger kid is the only one that can act. In fact, he should have been cast as Harry. Radcliffe is as dull and lifeless and mundane, yet the production company pays him millions. What the fuck is wrong with the world today? I'm glad J.K. Rollins made a success for herself, but the movie sucked. Harry Potter just sucks, people. One, I can't take anybody that says the word telly. I don't care if you're fucking from the UK or not. Telly, grow up, say television. Two, this sounds like it's written by like some minor attracted person who's into gingers. Because uh, Daniel Radcliffe is, whether you're into the Harry Potter or not, one of the best actors come out recent years. I feel like this, because you know Daniel Radcliffe, also from the UK. I feel like this guy might have been a child actor. Who was trying to get those roles, and Daniel Radcliffe kept beating him out. Oh. And there's, there's a grudge. There's an axe to grind. And he, not so much for the ginger kid. Although, you know, hey, he loves your kind, so he'd love this show because you're a ginger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at this point in my life, and at her point in her life, I'll give uh, I'm a Watson some nipple crimps. <laughs> <laughs> hi By the way, she was the best, and this is the oh, end. Shit. <laughs> I can't believe we got jacked by Hermione. <laughs> Good shit. Such good, such good shit, pal. Uh, with that, though, we come to the end of uh, the show this week. Thank you for tuning in. By the way, once again, thank you for being with us. No matter how long you've been with us on this five full year journey, going into year six, we're super excited to have everybody along for the ride, and we're going to keep it, keep on, keeping on, if you will. We'll be back next week to review Evil Dead Rise. 
Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. All you minnows are my familiars. Harry Potter just sucks. Waiting.